HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. If your restaurant wants to put the best on the table, look for food with the New York State Certified Seal. It's food that is grown right, right here. Learn more at certified.ny.gov. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Is Snapchat a mystery to you, but you really want to get in the game? If it is, this episode of Tech Bytes is for you. Good morning, Heritage Radio Network listeners. It is Thursday at 11 a.m., and that means it is time for Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that technology is a little fun social media app called Snapchat, which is a big, big mystery for a large group of people, and we hear more and more about it, especially since they just got valued at $18 billion and took in $1.8 billion in cash in their last round of financing. So what's the deal? How does it work? Stay tuned. We are going to set up the TechBytes Snapchat account and Snap Live in this show with help from... Samantha Wasser, who is co-founder and creative director of By Chloe, which is a really fun, new-ish, uh, plant-based, vegan, fast, casual restaurant that if you're in New York City and you live downtown, you've probably seen people hanging out in line in the downtown store in the West Village. They also have a shop in L.A., and they're opening soon in Boston, and they have a very strong social media presence. So we tap Samantha to come in and help us with our Snapchat. So Samantha, thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. We're very excited. This has been an episode that um, I've been talking about doing for quite some time. So it's very exciting to finally have it come to fruition. I'm happy to be a part of this episode as well. So the first thing that we do on Tech Bites, we start every episode like a good meal with an appetizer and we go around the shipping container. If you don't know, Heritage Radio Network Studios are two repurposed shipping containers in the backyard of Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We go around the shipping container and we talk about apps that we like, apps that we love, new discoveries, old favorites. 
And we're going to start off this round with Mission Control, our engineer and studio manager, the man who we could not do the show without, David. Greetings from the spaceship. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Good. You've already done a show. That's true. There is a show before you. <laughs> <laughs> with morning drinking. It was a uh, hard cider from Jersey, from New Jersey, right? I can assure you I did not participate in that. I am uh, sober and ready to go. Okay. Glad to hear it. Clear-headed. Okay, so there were no, no, no spills on the control board back there? Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. Do you have an app that you like right now this week for us? Um, this week, I guess, uh, coming off of last week, which saw a lot of craziness happening on the L train. Um, yes. I, yeah, I, I've been uh, looking more frequently at my Weekender app, MTA Weekender, which is a good resource for seeing uh what what the situations are unfolding with the various lines and uh yeah it's just helpful to stay abreast of what's going on i've not ever downloaded any of the new york mta apps metropolitan transit authority <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty detailed it's detailed does it really work in real time it's, that's what they say who knows okay well i will definitely check it out because i like that although the only issue with that is only a small number of underground subway stops in New York City are wired for Wi-Fi. So right. you could have an amazing app that would tell you what's going on, but be underground and not have service. Yeah. <laughs> my, my commute, it, it's helpful because I go over a bridge and um, all, along the L now, there are actually more stops that have Wi-Fi access. So I'm able at certain strategic points to quickly connect and see what's going on. Well, hopefully with all of the repair work that they're doing and when they do all the work on the L train, maybe when everything reopens, it'll magically have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, maybe by then uh, Manhattan will be underwater anyway. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yep. Samantha, do you have an app that you use a lot right now or that you really like? Uh, yes. I actually just moved to Brooklyn. So I think one of the struggles for me is finding new places to eat at. Um, and I downloaded Wine and Dine app, which um, basically is a food sharing app for photos. And I'm such a visual person and I eat with my eyes. So going to a new restaurant, I like to know what the best dishes are and what they look like. And they recently rolled out where you can see like what the dishes look like for all of the menu items. So for me, when I go to a restaurant, it's super easy to figure out, you know, what dishes and how to narrow it down because I'm very indecisive as well. Um, and the other thing is you can search by the neighborhood and you can say that if you see a dish you love, you can say, want to try. And then when you go to that place and you forget like, oh, I actually, you know, had seen something from this place, it'll like pop up on your phone. Like you wanted to try this. And I'm like, yes, exactly. I really did want to try Thank that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So it's um, a great app and, you know, it really does give you like the best of what's available in those restaurants. Um, and for someone like me, that's new to the neighborhood. I'm really able to discover many different new places as well as dishes. So wine and dine. Mm -hmm. Is the information crowdsourced yes. by the public yes. or is it curated by an entity or? So um, you can download it and you it's a free app for everyone and you upload photos much like you would on Instagram or on Facebook um, from your dining experience and you'll say, to the rest, what restaurant it's at and what menu item you have. Um, so I can go into the individual restaurant and see all of the photos that were taken there. Um, and for a restaurant owner, it's really great. We also use it for, for the business um, where we can see what people are posting, what people, what dishes are resonating with different people. And we also have our own page on Wine and Dine that we can promote, you know, specials as well as share menu items for people to see. So you discovered this 
visa your work. Yes, exactly. And then I found out that I'm obsessed with it personally. (laughs) And what is it that makes this your preferred app over other apps? Because there are a lot of crowdsourced restaurant photo apps. There's also a lot of, you know, professional media entities like Zagat or, you know, um, Foodie or anything like that. Roundtable is another one where there's a lot of choices mm-hmm. when it comes to restaurant recommendations. I think I've just found that, you know, one, it's it's super easy to use. Um, it's similar to Instagram in that, you know, the way that you can scroll down and see the different food. It's, you know, it's very visual as I'm a visual person. Um, and I've just found it to be, you know, the best. And, and also, whenever I go to the restaurants, there's always photos from the restaurants that I'm going to. So, um, you know, I've just had great success with it and, you know, definitely continue to use it. Okay, that sounds like a strong endorsement. Yes. And you're in Brooklyn now, so maybe you'll discover some uh, fun places around this neighborhood. There's a lot of great, great restaurants and coffee shops and yeah, stores right amazing. around um, the Roberta's compound. I'm like rediscovering New York, so it's pretty great. So I'm going to get a little bit political with my app this week. <laughs> uh, we are October 13th, 2016, and if you're a New Yorker, Um, and a New York resident, and you're planning on voting, and you're not registered to vote, October 14th, tomorrow, Friday, is the deadline to register to vote. There are a bunch of apps that bubbled up around the election, as there often are, and some of them are fun and games and things like that. But there's one called VoterPal, V-O-T-E-R-P-A-L, and it basically helps you register to vote by taking you through to where your state is, you sign up, it'll send you all the forms and, you know, kind of help you navigate the administrative process to registering to vote. And it is national. So some of the deadlines to register to vote have passed in some states, some are this Friday, and some are even still in the future. So if you are interested in voting, perhaps in the presidential election on November 8th this year, That's November 8th, not November 28th, like some people might have suggested incorrectly, um, but perhaps usefully. It would be a good thing to register. Uh, So regardless of what your stance is, who your candidates are, what your issues are, you know, part of what makes everything great is that it's a process that everyone gets to participate in. And the more people that do, the better it is. Um, New York City also did a Nosh the Vote campaign where they had food trucks going around um, different spots in the boroughs to sort of uh, bring attention to registering to vote in New York um, with food trucks and snacks. So, I mean, you can't get a better better motivation than that. So, Voter Pal, register to vote if you're in New York. Deadline is tomorrow, so you still have some time. It's only 11, 11 a.m., so get on that. And segueing into the app at hand, Snapchat. Snapchat's kind of a mystery to a lot of people because it's one of those things that is, you know, got released like so much of social media without any instructions. Similar to the iPhone and, you know, the iPad when they were released, they were released without instructions either. And the people who create them and design them think they're intuitive and they are intuitive to some people, but they're not intuitive (laughs) to a lot of other people. It launched in 2011. The first name was Pickaboo. They renamed it very quickly afterwards, Snapchat. And in the few five years that it's been around, 
they have more than 150 million daily users. And that's not registered users, that's not accounts, that's people using the app every day. And just to give you a point of reference, uh, Twitter is less. Twitter is somewhere around 140 million. Recently, there was a big report by an entity called eMarketer that basically said Snapchat is going to take over all social media. It's going to grow 27% this year, and they expect that one in five Americans will be using it. They think it's going to grow to uh, 56 million users daily. And then the biggest group is 18 to 24, which is not a surprise. But you know what? You have people in the 35 to 45 and 55 to 64 year age range using it too. And most of the uh, tech analysts will say that people are migrating to Snapchat because they like the way it's a one-on-one conversation or one with a smaller group of people conversation versus a sort of public broadcasting to sort of anybody and anybody who it happens to be on the platform. So like Facebook is, you know, a billion people, anybody can see it, whereas Snapchat, it's, it's very much more person to person or smaller groups. So I don't know, one in five Americans, that's some of you listening right now. <laughs> Samantha, when did you start using Snapchat? When did you start using it for by Chloe? I think we started using it from day one. So that was, you know, a little over a year ago. You launched in 2014, the yes. business. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, we really launched it as a unique platform to really show users Uh, what happens behind the scenes, you know, what's not as tailored as um, what you'd find on our Facebook and Instagram. And I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons why people love Snapchat is it is a lot more, it's more casual. It's, you know, it's fun. It's in the moment. It's not highly edited. Um, So it's, you know, a real look at what's actually happening. Um, And we really love to use the platform to showcase our staff and, you know, the people that really, you know, make our business and are, you know, the people that are there every single day interacting with customers um, and really love to, you know, highlight those people and also get them involved in snapping for on behalf of the restaurant during lunch hour. And, you know, they really have a lot of fun with it. So when you say not as tailored as Facebook or some of the other media, what do you, what do you mean by that? So Snapchat is, you know, really in the moment in real time. Um, So it's very like point, shoot, and upload. Whereas with Instagram, a lot of the times you're taking multiple shots. You're trying to get the best angle. You're trying to guess, get the best light. You're filtering it in a different filter app. Uh, whereas Snapchat, it's very much, you know, take a photo. It's okay if it's a little blurry. It doesn't have to be highly edited. Um, and you post it and you're posting in a higher frequency. So it's less... Uh, emphasis on one, you know, beautiful photo that you're hoping to get a million likes on face on Instagram, whereas Snapchat, you know, it's very much just trying to create a story versus just weighing heavily on that one photo. So if you want to take a look at the by Chloe Instagram or any of their social media, their handle is at by Chef Chloe, B-Y-C-H-E-F-C-H-L-O-E. The Instagram feed is beautiful. It is highly stylized. It goes through 
um, phases where it's very color specific and a very kind of monochrome palette. I think it started with black and white. You've gone through yes. orange and yellow. It's sort of like a rainbow. Kind of all the colors. Things. We, What's the color in. palette now? Is it green? Uh, yeah, we're in green and okay. we're going to transition soon. For fall? <laughs> yes, Transition exactly. like maybe into orange or something or <laughs> exactly. red because of fall. Um, but it's really quite beautiful. And if you take a look at it, I think it, a picture's worth a thousand words for sure. And it very quickly, you'll see what she means by a very uh, beautifully crafted, thoughtful, perfect photo. And for us, um, you know, the Instagram is really about finding artists that we love that are doing great work and, you know, really showcasing what that is in, you know, a really curated um, atmosphere where it's the colors and, you know, the food photography um, is able to showcase itself. And I think that, you know, that's why our Snapchat has become so popular is it's really giving you a different experience than you'd get on our Instagram, which is highly curated, and it's not as much about our food, but more about, you know, the lifestyle, uh, whereas Snapchat is really about what goes on in our kitchens and in our restaurants. So from a business point of view, one of the questions that I hear so frequently from business owners, uh, chefs, restaurant owners, uh, people who make food, delivery product, you know, everything, especially people who are entrepreneurs and starting their own businesses, how do you manage that from a time point of view? People uh, seem to be challenged by how to assign social media responsibilities to their staff because Snapchat, as you said, is something that happens in real time. Right. So it's not something you can like really prep in advance for. Exactly. So, it, uh, so how do you how do you deal with that uh, as a business in terms of? who manages the Snapchat, who's doing it in real time, and how you sort of distribute that, that workload and then also be guaranteed that um, the people who are snapping are snapping content that fits in with the brand. Yeah. So, you know, we really try and empower our managers that are on site every day um, and really try and get them excited about, you know, using the different social platforms. So I think, you know, we've done we've been able to, you know, get them involved and, and make it sort of a fun game for them. Um, obviously, when there's a lunch rush and everything's going crazy and everyone's running around trying to, you know, satisfy all the customers, it's hard to, you know, take that snap. But um, they try and do it in the off times. Um, you know, sometimes they'll take pictures of the line to let people know what's going on. Um, so I think, you know, it's really about training the managers and the people that are on site at the restaurant because, you know, not everyone has, you know, a team of people where one person can be there all the time time to be taking photos. Um, and, you know, we certainly can't spare that uh, one person. So, you know, it's definitely about getting people that are on the ground involved. Um, and I think that, you know, that's been super helpful for us. Okay, so we are actually at our halfway break point, we're going to take a quick, quick break to find out who our amazing sponsors are heritage radio network is a dot org we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and that means we keep the lights on and the shows on the airwaves with support from members and listeners like you and our amazing underwriters and sponsors and this one's called let's not by shadow box we'll be right back
New York chefs and restaurants are proud of the food they put on the table. And serving produce that comes from local, environmentally responsible farms is a way to leave an even better taste in everyone's mouth. So when shopping for your ingredients, look for the New York State Grown and Certified Seal. It lets you know which food is grown right, right here in New York State, certifying the food that comes from local farms that meet a higher standard. You'll not only be serving local food, you'll be supporting local farmers. Learn more about the New York State Grown and Certified Program at certified.ny.gov. Well, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bytes, the weekly show where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is a little app called Snapchat. And we are here with Samantha Wasser, who is co-founder and creative director of by Chloe, which if you live in downtown Manhattan, I'm sure you've seen. They have a great, fun, strong social media game. So she is here to help me set up the TechBytes Snapchat account. So if you do not have a Snapchat account and you want to get one, get your phone, download the Snapchat app from your app store, and get ready because we're going to do it in real time. And if you want to follow along, open up your Snapchat, because pretty soon we'll have a new account for you to follow. And you can actually see what the studio looks like and what we look like, which is kind of fun. Okay, so first thing, sign up. So I'm going to sign up. My first name, Jennifer. Last name. Oh, but I want it to be you Tech Bytes. Yeah, so you so. Tech and then Bytes in the last name. Okay. Yep. Tech. See, this is why you need a professional <laughs> with you. And sign up and accept. Ooh, when's my birthday? Do you have to be a certain age to be in Snapchat? I'm, I'm, I don't think so, but can I put your birthday or when Heritage Radio I started? Put, I want to put when the show started, exactly. which was January... It was January 5th, 2014 or 2015. I think they ask because on your birthday, they give you special filters that you can use on your photos. Okay. So we're going to say that that's the birthday. It's close enough. Oh, not eligible. Okay. So then you do have to be a certain age. All right. Oh, because I guess we said we were only two years old. Exactly. (laughs) Which would be very advanced. Sign up, accept. Okay, so now my birthday is... We could do the same date with a different year. That's a great idea. So how old do we think we need to be to be in Snapchat? So if 2015, if we say we're 20... Yeah, that could work. Right, that'll probably work. So 2015, back to 2005, 2095. Okay, January 5th, 1995. There we go. And then you can customize the username when it asks right. to pick a username. So the username it gave us was tbytes6, which is not what we want. We want it to be techbyteshrn, which is our social media handle for everything, Twitter and Instagram. Does that look right? Yes, that doesn't continue. Okay. Password, okay. And sometimes a username that you want may be taken, so you may have to play around to get something that's close to what you want. Okay, password set. Little wheels are turning. We're so close. Okay, mobile number. 
Okay, send SMS because we don't want to take a call on the air. <laughs> Although maybe sometime we should do a call-in show. <laughs> what do you think, David? Do you think we should do a call-in show at some point? So then it'll text you the uh, confirmation code and you just enter that in. Oh, where did it go? I think every show is technically a call-in show, right? <laughs> we, have the, we have the line here. We're, we're ready to go. Okay, now I need to write this down. Okay. Gives you the code. Bear with us, people. It's happening. It's happening in real time. This is how much time it takes. Okay. Confirmation code. It's verifying email. Okay. Our email address is techbytes at heritageradionetwork.org. Okay. Let's say heritageradionetwork.org, just to be sure. I usually forget the W. That, that's perfect. Okay, great. TechBytes at heritageradionetwork.org if anyone wants to send us an email. Find my friends. Oh, I hope I have friends. See, this is part of the stress point of social media. It's like, do I have friends? Do people like me? Okay. Uh, access contacts. Okay. The little ghost is dancing now. You can also skip that as well. Okay. We'll skip that. Uh, yeah, we'll skip that step. We'll find people later. Okay. We're going to allow it. Take photo and take video. And we're all set up. Here we are. Look. So what do we do? So then. What do we do? So we basically take the, take a, take the phone. Okay. We got a picture of us, so then we're yeah. going to click the big circle in the middle. Okay. And then click on that. Like that? Yep, just touch it. And now we have our first video. Oh, wow. So if you hold down on the button, then it'll take a video, and if you click on it just one time, it'll take a photo. Okay, we want to put a location, so we'll allow. Tap to add a caption. Yes, so you can tap in and you can type in whatever caption you'd like. Uh... Hello, snappers? Sure. <laughs> and then if you want to add a filter, you just take your finger in the middle and you swipe it to the right, and it'll have different colors that can go on it, and then it'll give you the speed um, as well as the um, temperature and the time and then usually you can go faster, slower, um, if it's a video or in reverse. And then there'll be different filters, um, which we're in East Williamsburg, so we'll use that filter. Okay, that's a good idea. We just leave it there then. Yes. Okay. And then you go to, if once you're ready and you're all edited, you can do send to. And um, you can either do it to my story or my memories. My story is what goes public, and my memories is, will save for your personal use. So we would click on the circle next to my story, press adding to story. Okay, and then you click the button on the bottom, and you're all we're, we, we did our first one. Yay! Can now can you save it to my stories also? Yes, you can. So if you go to once it's posted in my story, there'll be three little dots. If you click on that, and then you open the photo, you can click on the downward arrow in the right hand corner, and it'll say saving to memories, and you say okay, and then 
when you go to the screen to take your photo, there'll be a little circle below the circle that you press, and that's where you access your memories. Because I think the first TechBytes snap is auspicious <laughs> with you. And the thing about the memories that's great too is it also allows you to upload from the camera roll, which is awesome if you you know aren't able to be in the restaurant all the time or at your business. You can take a photo um, from a few days ago and upload to that to your story to keep people engaged, even though it might not be exactly in real time. Okay. So then how do we... Let's see. How do I get out of this? Sure. Go back to that. Just push it down. So then if we want to do video, then when it goes... So right now it's on like this, like pointing at us. If you want to do pointing into the studio, you click on the, in oh, the, the upper right-hand corner. Like when you take corner. a picture? Yes, exactly. And it'll flip the camera lens. There you are. Okay, <laughs> so I'll do a little just pan around the studio so people can see. See the spaceship. Yeah, exactly. So I push... So you'll just click on it and hold it down. And there you are. Hi. <laughs> okay, so now I have some video. And we can put a filter on it, um, and then we can do send, and we're going to send it to the story so you all can see. Perfect. That's awesome. So a couple questions. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we find people? So if you want to find people, you do add friends mm -hmm. and you can add people by in your contact list. So it, um, it'll pull up people's usernames from your contacts. If you have someone's phone number that's an associated with an account or someone's email that's associated with an account, or you can do it by their username. So someone can go on and add tech bytes. So we could add by chef Chloe exactly. by typing in by chef. Chloe. Chloe. Oh, not Chloe. <laughs> yeah, and then press enter. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Two H's. We're almost there. I know. It takes so long. And then you'll see a little there button on the right side that says add, and you just press that. We're friends. We're friends now. I have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> One so friend. how do we talk to me about the little avatars with the code and all of that? I noticed that by Chloe has a really um, kind of fancy. It's not what I want. So if you click the little, um, if on your home screen, when you're about to take a photo, if you click the ghost at the top um, mm -hmm. middle and you click that, you'll see that there is a, a ghost that's, you know, supposed to be you <laughs> and with a code around it. Um, so if you want to add your own photo to that, you'd click on it and it will, will allow you to take a selfie and it'll take multiple photos. So let's do it with the logo yeah. and see if we can do that. Let's see, let's see if that'll work. But this will be a two-woman two project. Does it work? Yeah, and you can move it around. It'll take, like, a few photos. So it's, yeah. like, interactive. Woo, like it's talking? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Go. That's cute, except it's backwards. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to do it the other side. Yeah, I'll have to do it the other side. Okay. So then we... Remove. Take two. So this is the great thing about social media, which I tell people all the time, is you don't want to get too worried about... 
experimenting with it because you can always delete stuff and do it again. Exactly. And I think that that's the beauty of Snapchat is it's gone in 24 hours as well. So it's, you know, more about just having fun with it than, you know, being so overly careful. Okay. So how do we, so I'll hold it. Oh, it has to be a selfie. So actually it has to be a selfie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's okay. It has to be a selfie. Interesting. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, but that's not the... That's not the, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how do we do this? That. There you go. There we go. All right. Well, let's try again. Is it weird that... I guess it is strange that if it's backwards, right? Yeah, I I think we'll be okay. Just for now. think you guys are gonna like this yeah it's pretty funny and then perfect so we now have a profile picture as well there we go so the yellow background with all the little black dots that kind of look like morse code or braille that's actually some sort of technological code yes so that's that's unique to your account exactly so if i want to add you i can take my phone and open my snapchat and scan your code and it'll automatically find you and i can add you as a friend Okay. So what do you rec- what are what are your best recommendations in terms of what makes for good snaps? You know, I think it's, you know, you want to give people, you know, a look into what's happening in real time. So I think taking a photo of, you know, a video of what's happening in Roberto's right now um, is, you know, would be great or what's happening gonna, in the studio. I'm going to do another one of us so that people can see. <laughs> people can see how... Oh, no, that that's awful. How do I delete that? So if you take a photo that you don't like, there's an, an arrow in the upper left corner, and then it'll have an X, and you just click on the X. See? It's that's very simple. It's very easy. You can get rid of the photo that you don't like. Okay. So and we I haven't even do... explored the filters on your face. <gasps> oh, filters on your face. Let's do that. So if you take the um, phone and you're taking a selfie, okay. you can put your finger over your face yep. and it'll pop up with like a little matrix on your face mm-hmm. and you can now have certain Ooh. filters on your face Let's see. and you can scroll through them and play around this one. And there's Fox. some that you could do two people. Okay. So we need to do a two people one. There you are. so now we're foxes and that one actually changes the voice which is quite funny foxy that's amazing so we want to save that yes right so you could save that to your memories Mm -hmm. which is um in the middle in the lower left corner and then you can also add it to the story okay my story perfect oh whoops yep there we go. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Wow. So you had mentioned when we spoke before the show that you've created special filters for by Chloe. Yes. How did you create a special filter? So basically, if you go onto Snapchat's website, um, they've even made it 
easier than it had been in the past um, is that you can create your own filter. So if you have a birthday party or an event or a wedding or um, a podcast or a podcast, exactly, um, you can create different filters on the website um, and you can create your own um, using their individual. So you can add balloons to it or, you know, write like, you know, Samantha's birthday party or Samantha's podcast. Um, and then you, you know, upload that into their system. And there is a cost associated with the radius, um, you know, how many I think it's a 20 square feet is the minimum um, and also the length of time. So if you have a one day event, you know, it's relatively inexpensive. But, um, you know, we've run things for a month uh, when we were opening a restaurant to really engage uh, users to take photos of their food with the filter because it'll have our logo and, you know, some fun icons that, you know, people get interactive with. Uh, we've done about eight so far, and I think um, it's 1.9 million views um, and over 5,000 uses of the filters in those eight filters. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. And also users can save it to their memories and also post those photos with the filters on Instagram or Facebook, um, which I think people love to do because it's a unique photo that you can't get anywhere else other than Snapchat. So if you could tell us what the pricing is when you say it's a reasonable amount, what does that mean? So um, it all depends on the area. Um, so The smallest one, let's say. So like the smallest the little... one, and, and also where you are. Okay. So in our Flatiron air, uh, restaurant is more expensive location than our Bleecker Street Oh, location. so it has real estate pricing. It does, it does. It, it has, has real, real estate, estate pricing. pricing. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I think I they do it by it the foot traffic. That. Uh, to see how many people may actually use it or may actually see it Um, because it's not just people in your location that will pop up if someone lives in the building next door and they're in the radius. So it's geotagging all of the users probably who are in that radius. So you would get a better deal if you were a smaller radius in in the middle of nowhere. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And a shorter period of time if it was only for a night. Um, Whereas I feel like you know, weddings a few years ago was all about the hashtag on Instagram. And now it's all about the Snapchat filter. Uh, you have to have a Snapchat filter. So, um, and they've made that system really easy where you don't need a graphic designer to create your own, uh, filter. You can now do it yourself. So what was the pricing? Um, that was just to give people a sense. I think it's probably between like, uh, you could probably get something for like $20 or, you know, 20 to $60, you know, depending on the area. But, you know, there definitely is a larger range. You know, we've done it for a month uh, long, which right. can be up to like $100. So I think it, you know, depends. And I think you can kind of like play around to, you know, figure out what works for you. I think for businesses, social media is such an easy way to test what's working for them and where their customers are. Right. Most of the advertising and promotional features from Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat are relatively inexpensive. You can get in and test something and try something out for five bucks, 20 bucks, okay. um, which, you know, is OK. And then it'll show you uh, where your people are. So many times people say, God, do I need to be on Snapchat? And that depends on who your audience is and, and what you're trying to do. It seems to me that uh, by Chloe is really a kind of perfect business for this moment in time. I mean, you started two years ago, very heavy on the social media. You're young and contemporary. When you walk by the restaurants, everybody in there is like young and vivacious. And, you know, they look like they're, it's a big 
gang of friends who are going out there. Yeah, and I think you said it perfectly. It's, you know, really deciding who your target audience is. You know, Snapchat might not be the best platform for, you know, every restaurant out there. Um, You know, it really depends, you know, who's going to be using it, who you want to engage with. And I think, you know, our customer base is super young and they're, you know, on the pulse of what's what's happening. So I think joining Snapchat and, you know, really prioritizing prioritizing that was, you know, because of the demand for it um, from our customers. Um, But I think, you know, it's really just narrowing down what your customers want and really speaking to them. Do you think you are your customer? I I mean, do you do you when you think about what things will work or what things you like as the creative director of the group, which touches on everything from what people what the employee uniforms are to what the veggie burger wrapper looks like to the Instagram account? Do you feel like you're creating things for yourself? Yeah, I think that, you know, that's kind of what I tried to do um, most was, you know, what would I like? What would what would intrigue me in a restaurant? What would I want to see? Um, And I think I really stayed true to that instead of seeing what everyone was doing and trying to pull pieces from, you know, different brands. I really tried to say, like, you know, tune that out and and say, like, you know, what's missing? What have I not seen before? What's interesting? Um, And it it worked. So uh, we just keep trying to go uh, down that road so it's exciting so we are really kind of running close to being out of time believe it or not at the end of every episode of tech bites i always like to ask my guests for a little piece of uh advice for listeners so that they can you know maybe do something actionable in their day-to-day although most of this episode was really about doing something but if you're interested in something beyond snapchat um, I'll ask you, you've just moved to a new neighborhood. Um, happens a lot. People move around a lot. What's your best advice for um, kind of discovering where you live and, and settling in? Because sometimes it's not so obvious. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. And I think that, you know, I was lucky. I was able to move in the summer in New York. So I was able to be outside and explore more, you know, I also have two dogs, so I think that that's really helped with, you know, getting to know the areas, taking walks and, you know, interacting with people on the street. I I live across from Blue Bottle Coffee, so there's always a lot of people hanging out there. Um, So it's a good way to, you know, get to know neighbors. I think it's just about getting out there and and being willing to explore an area um, versus just, you know, relying on, you know, taking Ubers everywhere or or not really experiencing what's out there. Um, And also just, instead of trying, I'm always a creature of habit. Like if I find a restaurant I like, I want to go there every night, uh, really trying to break that and, uh, explore as much as I can. So walking around and talking to people in your neighborhood is great advice. Are you ever hesitant to talk to people in your neighborhood or talk to people on the street in New York? I mean, you know, it's life fun. life can be aggressive in an urban environment. It's funny in Brooklyn, everyone's so nice <laughs> in our area. So um, it's actually been okay. But I I mean, like the you know we're now friendly with the people that work at Blue Bottle. It's you know maybe not just going up to a random person and saying hey how are you? Hey, um, where'd you get the coffee from? <laughs> but it's you know you see the same people in the coffee shop every single day, so you know that they you know live in the area, or you see the same person walking their dog. So you're kind of just you know it goes from a nod to a wave one day to a hey you know you live here. <laughs> So it's a gradual getting to know you, like sort of building up from the nod to the smile, to the hello, to the how you're doing over the course of (laughs) repeated repeated interactions exactly and seeing them it's not just like hey yeah i don't, don't sit on my stoop and, and be like hey like let's go for lunch yeah okay. no it's not it's not that all right well you know you never know yeah i, mean, I should try that i guess i don't know <laughs> i mean i have lived in the same apartment in new york for 
decades. And, um, you know, I walk down the same streets every day. And, you know, there are the doormen in the buildings who, you know, you kind of nod yeah, and say hello to exactly. and how are you doing? And, you know, I don't really know them, but I know them. Right. And they're sort of like the fixtures in the neighborhood. So, yeah. It's kind of like that. Which all goes back to as much as we love technology and we love tech bites. It's all about getting to something in real life. I think yes. the best, the best thing about technology is getting to something in real life. And if you like this show in real life, come back and see us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. If you really loved it and you want to take it with you, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can subscribe to it, download it, take it with you, leave a great review. If you really think the world needs more great conversations about food and tech, go to heritageradio.org, click on the beating heart, and... Give us a little donation. Maybe throw us what you spent on coffee today or this week or this month, and we can use it to make more radio. If you are on the donate page and you click the drop-down bar of designate your donation for a special purpose and you select Tech Bytes, I will send you the Potluck Podcast PDF Cookbook. Mm. It's really great. It has recipes from a bunch of the hosts. It's to have a fun potluck kind of dinner party geared towards winter and fall with music and tips on cleanup and all that kind of stuff. It's great. It's really good. I have a recipe in it. You should get it. If you like the show, come back and see us on Thursdays at 11. I'm Jennifer Leutzi, and this is Tech Bites. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.